the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask your Holy Spirit upon us. Help and always guide us in your graces. Help us to know you, to know your will, and to be converted into your graces. Amen. I reference this gospel of Christ walking into the temple, flipping over tables, and having a whip of cords, kind of a dramatic gospel. I reference it in my own heart all the time, like regularly. As I walk into, every time I walk into St. Thomas' lobby, and I see us like selling crucifixes and selling rosaries and selling Bibles and selling sweatshirts, I'm like, what? Like if Jesus would have walked into the church today, like our church, this church, and see this, would he be upset? Would he like knock over a bookshelf and be like, there's not the place for this? Or would he like have whip of cords and like start like yelling at the parish council? Right? I don't know. I hope not. I don't think he would. Right? It's a, it's a point of like sincere, authentic, constant reflection on my part. Like how do we as a church like function financially at the same time, not overly so, where we don't become like pharisaical in our way of thinking. Are we providing a service for people or are we creating a business? How do we do this? How do we balance it? It's a huge challenge, and it's a, it's a burden, really, because it's very, very, very sensitive. Like, how do we do things financially in the church? Should we just own nothing and go to a random field and worship Christ there? Should we just go rent like a hall and have mass there but own nothing? No. Obviously, throughout Christian history, we built structures. It's more practical. We build kind of glory to God as well. But, but it's a very sensitive topic when it comes to church and money especially in our community. So the main question that I always think about when we do anything in the church, especially financially, especially big, finan- big finances, is what, what does God want? Right? We have to have, we have to be a balance of things because God wants these things. This is part of the commandments of God. We hear in, in the Old Testament, Moses is building a, a tabernacle, he's building a tent that eventually becomes a temple and that gets destroyed and then it eventually becomes another temple that God, and God commands it and he tells him how to build it, what to put inside of it, use this gold, this, this ruby, that. He instructs nice things, expensive things. He instructs people to give money. In the gospel today, Christ is mad because they're selling oxen and pigeons in the, in the temple. But elsewhere in the gospel, Jesus says he gives praise to the woman who gives her two cents. He gives praise to the woman who gives to the temple. So it's not about, like, we should never do anything with money in the church ever. No, there's practicalities to things, but it's, it's very, very sensitive. And part of, the, part of the, the root of it and the foundation of it has to be that, like, like, listen, if we're believers of Jesus, if we believe in the death and the resurrection of the incarnate God in Jesus Christ, then we should want to build structures that give glory to something beyond us, that give praise something beyond us, not just praise to, like, business or to finances or to sports, but, like, to God, because God actually matters in our life, and then the buildings themselves can give awe and glory to God. For example, in ancient Rome, who's ever been to Rome? Ever been to Rome? Ever been to Rome? Handful of people, no one over there? It's okay. Make it out to Rome one day. All right. Rome is a beautiful city. It's one of the most, pop- one of the most popular destinations to visit in the entire world. There's a place, building called the Colosseum. It's a huge building. It's like an architectural masterpiece, really, of ancient Rome. And the ancient Romans, this is pre-Christianity, or even right during Christianity, early Christianity, they built this entire structure to worship, like, entertainments and have games 
and have like gladiators fight each other. And it was about the people, what mattered? The people mattered and entertaining the people mattered. A huge structure was built for this. Kind of the worship of, of, of pleasure, if you so will. Fast forward 1,500 years, you have in Rome is St. Peter's Basilica. And in my argument, in the argument of most people in the world, St. Peter's Basilica is the most beautiful church in the entire world. It took well over 100 years to build. They built in the 1500s. But an estimated cost of St. Peter's Basilica in modern numbers, if you would, modern times of, of inflation in dollars, would have cost $30 billion to build in the modern day, right? Because they had so many structures, all this thing, over 100 years. Was it a waste? Was it too much? Is it excessive? Would Christ have flipped over the tables of those who were building it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we believe in God. God. And the God of the universe dwells here on earth. And there are billions of Christians, literally billions of Christians, throughout history that, and that still currently exist. We have a huge church in the center of our mother church, in the Catholic Church, in Rome, that gives unbelievable glory to God. That St. Peter's Basilica has 10 million annual visitors. And every time, I've, I've, I've been there a bunch of times, because every time you lead a pilgrimage to like France or the Holy Land, you end up in Rome for a day. It's kind of a thing. Everybody wants to see, which is fine. It's beautiful. Every time I take anybody into that church, they're just like, oh my God. Literally. Oh my God. God. You build this beautiful church that costs millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. But it gives glory to God. There's something beyond this. I will live and die, but the glory of God remains. And that's incredibly beautiful that, that had been built. Fast forward another 500 years. Modern day America. Modern day America, we no longer build billion dollar structures for, for God. We build billion dollar structures for our other God. Football, right? We worship sports. We worship entertainment. We worship fantasy. We worship all these things in our lives. SoFi Stadium in uh, Los Angeles, which I was doing a bunch of research this week, by the way. Like, what did it cost to build these things? It costs, to build a brand new football stadium in, in Los Angeles, cost $5 billion, right? I don't care. I love sports. Spend it on both things. Who cares, right? But these are the balances of life that what we, our, our society reflects what we value. Whether it was ancient Rome, whether it was St. Peter's in the peak of like the height of Christianity and Catholicism in, 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 in Italy and in Rome, or the modern-day Western America, where we worship sports, we worship soccer in Europe, we worship football in Ann Arbor, whatever it is. All these things happen in our lives, they become, and it's a transformation. So what is my challenge for you? What really needs to shift in our lives? What needs to shift is a conversion. When we're converted, when our hearts are converted, and we believe and Jesus, and we become disciples of Jesus, all these things shift. Things just shift. Think about, once again, sensitive topic of the church and money. I'm not scolding anybody. I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just preaching to you as your father. There are people, some of you, who happily give. Like, you're generous with your finances and what God has given you. You give back to God and his church. Great. There are people who don't. They prefer to keep their own wealth and grow their own pleasures from there. It's fine. Okay? It is what it is. There are people who are generous and happy, like literally joy. Like, I'm happy to give to you, to the church, whatever is needed for the glory of the gospel. There are some who begrudgedly give out of ob pure obligation. Like, fine. Like, it's a spirituality, but shifts. What's the foundation of it all? How will our hearts be converted to shift and how we give to God? Because it's not just money and the church and these buildings, it goes down to an even deeper spiritual reality. Because it's not about Jesus just walking into this church 
and seeing how we do things. It's about Jesus walking into your own life, into your own soul. And in your soul, what's he going to find? Are you overly greedy, overly lustful, overly prideful, overly angry? Whatever it is in your heart that Christ wants to dwell in your heart. So that when your heart is converted and your heart is changed, then your body and your soul, which is the temple, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, your body is a temple in itself, if it, if it keeps pure and focused, then you can grow in conversion. And from conversion comes a desire to serve God and to serve His church. That's my challenge to all of you. Is it, because it's not so much about like, where is God asking you to give a certain dollar amount? It's where is God asking you to do, very importantly, to be intentionally generous. Intentionally generous. An intentional follower of Jesus and just generous with everything. Not just money. Obviously that. But like, do you actually pray every day? Do you actually give God a little bit of your time every day to pray the rosary, to pray the scriptures? Because we want to give something to God. A big soapbox that I talk about all the time is how generous are you with your ability to give God more humans? To be generous with fertility? Generous with having more children? That's an aspect. It's a tangible way of saying, I intentionally, not just accidentally, not just when I'm asked, not just because I have to, I'm intentionally going to pray my rosary. I'm intentionally here at Mass today. I'm intentionally going to give X amount of dollars to God and to the glory of God. I'm intentionally going to have more children so as they can have souls that can fill heaven with salvation. You create human life. It's beautiful. And wherever, and back to our first and foremost point. What does God want? Do whatever God wants. Sincerely and discern. Where is God challenging you and your heart and your faith and your life and your family to be intentionally generous? Amen.